Okay, we're live on Podbean. We can live on YouTube. So, Pittsburgh, ready to get near your defense. Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin is all about that defense. Put it on the defense. So he gets uh, Joey Porter. Number two, his dad plays for the Steelers. He's keeping it in the family. I'm going to have Super Agent Robert Kosala. On, as we get into the Detroit Lion picks. And again, it's all about purpose and outcome, right? So the purpose is to make money betting on NFL football games. But you have to do your research. You got to sit. You got to watch the draft. And as an NBA, I can see the management strategy. Which teams have a good management strategy, which teams don't. And that way you leverage that, right? To put money in your pocket during the NFL season. All right. So now, uh, start breaking down the NFL. And it's pretty easy. Uh, once you can handle it, right? There's the three uh, NFL mafia families. You got the Harbaugh's, you have the Bill Belichick, Nick Satan tree, and you have the Andy Reid tree. And you got teams, uh, Daniel Snyder said that the NFL's a bunch of monsters. Right? So that being said, that the NFL is a bunch of mafiosos, monsters. Uh, you look at the Bidwell family. Look at the Rooney family who just picked, who made their money with what? Horse racing. So these are cheap family-owned teams that do not pay for quality backups. And we talked about, I was talking to someone the other day about uh, we we're talking about Hugh Coberhouse and how Hugh Coberhouse told me that it's cheaper not to make the playoffs. Because you save on labor costs. So you got to say, okay, which teams want to win? Which teams want to make the playoffs? Which teams don't? Which teams want to run an efficient franchise? Which teams don't? Right? In the, in the, tra you know, in the draft, chosen. 
another element of the draft is you have teams, coaches, players, individuals who are making a lot of money but are completely incompetent. Remember, 80% of professional athletes end up broke. So, you gotta look at that. That's another factor. Why? And so, so you're able to avoid that yourself. All right. So the pick is in. They traded it. I see Brable's on the phone. Uh, Brable has a lot more power with the Titans. The Titans are owned by a family-owned team. Bud Adams, the Adams family, uh, they have to sell season tickets. Uh, they're not doing well financially. That's why they fired their uh, general manager. And again, you got Arizona. Arizona doesn't want to pay people. So the lower draft picks they get, the lower money uh, they have to pay out uh, as far as uh, their payroll is concerned. Right? So labor costs is, is the highest cost in most businesses, especially the restaurant industry. So, Joey Porter Jr. goes to Pittsburgh. They want to win on defense, put it on the defense. Penn State, good marketing pick. Pennsylvania is in. Uh, Penn State is in Pennsylvania, Happy Valley. So, it helps with uh, money, right? More people buying T-shirts, more people buying season tickets. This Steelers, you know, Steelers probably have a waiting list. Uh, marketing pick, right? So the pick ten for Tennessee. Uh, again, they're, they're in the same boat. They, they must have somebody earmarked that they want early to try to sell to the fans, because uh, that's one way you sell season tickets. You're getting excited about someone and they get uh what i would call maybe a racist pick will levitz because will levitz has always sucked and will always suck he's the second company coming of Tannehill. so will levitz is going to be Tannehill 2.0 uh why are we giving malik willis a chance I knew he wasn't that good. We talked about him being that good last draft, but you're not. You're only giving him a year. But David Culley, the coach at uh, Tennessee, but we all know how racist Tennessee is, right? The, the state legislature. But it's not about politics. It's about sports, making money watching sports. But man, you only gave the guy one year. That is not cool, right? You only give him a few games. And you're already giving up on the guy. Uh, very, very disappointing. So here comes the Detroit Lions. Uh, Adrian Robb. So the Detroit Lions are on the clock as the Will Levitz gets picked by the by. <laughs> By the uh, Tennessee. So, more of the same for Tennessee. They're going to rely on that running game.
Next up is going to be the Detroit Lions. And that's Super Agent Robs. That's his team. Uh, they had a good deal in the draft, even though the fans didn't think so. Brad Holmes is a great uh, GM. like him a lot. Uh, and a lot was made about Will Levis, right? They had him in there with, you know, he had, he had a family, so on and so forth. So, again, uh, when a team it sucks as bad as they do, I would say the under. You're looking at the under with these guys. Uh, with the Tennessee Titans, we're going to rely on that running game. Will Lovitz has sucked. When he was at uh, Kentucky, he had a great running game. Uh, he had a great defense at Kentucky. Wide open receivers. No such luck in the NFL. I wouldn't have picked them at all, much less picked them in the second round. Unless Tennessee's trying to lose on purpose, right? To save that money. So Detroit goes tight end. He goes Midwest. They go $45 million for the Big Ten contract. Okay. So the Big Ten contract. $45 million, a lot of marketing money. So can, they can piggyback on that marketing money being flooded into the Midwest with the Big Ten. Sam Laporta, Iowa. So this is going to be, uh, I think, the third player from Iowa picked in the first 34 picks. A team They did go to a bowl game. They relied a lot on their defense. And when they threw it, they only threw it to the tight end. Uh, again. Brad Holmes and Detroit is going with guys who are versatile, who can chew gum and walk at the same time. So when I say that with Laporta, what that means is that Laporta can not only uh, be a pass blocker, but he can also block. At Iowa, you're not going to get on the field. This is the running game, right? So for the defensive and we talked about yesterday, the guy can stop the run. He's a run stopper first. This guy is a blocker first. But he can get up and he can go ahead and uh, be a pass blocker at the same time. Sam Laporta, second round pick for the D your Detroit Lions. They're having a good draft. But uh... all right, I'm going to pick us in the LA Raiders. All right, they're not in LA anymore, man. Live in the past, you die in the past. So 
It is your Las Vegas Raiders with their first pick of the draft. 35th pick in the second round. Josh McDaniels. And the uh, DM is not notable because I can't remember his name. All right, so waiting on the Raiders. And so far, we look at the draft. What's remarkable is how uh, there's always a, a lack of talent. Readers that pick us in. And another uh, family owned franchise. Basically, they're owned by the mob, right? They have a, like a hundred owners. Like Davis, he's upset that the Oakland A's are coming to take away the thunder. Take away marketing dollars because he doesn't want to fight and compete because he's never had to fight and compete because he inherited his money. Now for Detroit, which is uh, Agent Rob's team, we'll be on in a little bit. Good draft so far. Uh, they got what they needed and they had an exciting season. All right, so the Raiders with the second round, 35th pick in the draft. They go Michael Mayer, tight end, Notre Dame. Notre Dame has a great tight end uh, the last few years. They're running, 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 uh, run the ball, throw the ball to the tight end type, right? So he's a great tight end. You can see where McGannis um, is going. He coached with Bill Belichick, which was a run-the-ball-play-defense type guy. And that's what's going on right now. Your Las Vegas Raiders. So they traded a lot of first-round draft picks, especially when Gruden was there. He didn't believe in first-round draft picks. He liked veterans. So the first pick is in the second round. Same thing for the Rams. So this is going to be the first pick for the L.A. Rams, Sam Kroenke. All right? So you look at corporate 
governance. Nobody's made any money with technical analysis. People have made a lot of money with fundamental analysis. And one of the main aspects, tenets of fundamental analysis is corporate governance. That's what we talked about, the coaches, the owners. And that really gives you a lot of information to be able uh, to monetize and wager on the right team during the season. All right, so we got the LA Rams. And the LA Rams are owned by Stan Kroenke, who married into the Walmart family. Uh, the Walmart family is having problems right now because of China. They have to close down all the factories in China, uh, kind of make the adjustment. And the second round is moving really fast. So today is going to be the second round and the third round. So I think yesterday was 15 minutes they had. This They have 10. And these teams, almost all the teams picking uh, the Raiders, uh, had a day to do it. So the picks are coming in quick. Uh, these teams have had two days to come up with their pick, and they're coming up. And we got Adrian Rob. How are you feeling, Adrian Rob? Josh, I'm good. My wife's sick. She's oh. in urgent care right now, so I'm mobile once again. Oh wow! Sorry to hear that. So, so I'll have to jump off when uh, whenever she comes out. But uh, oh sure, yeah. Hopefully she doesn't have COVID. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We'll Cold, see. We'll see. Colds are uh, more serious than when they used to be. Yeah, right? <laughs> they wouldn't let her in the place. They made her go sit down in the car until it was time for her to come in. So, anyway. Well, hopefully so she Lions, doesn't have, Yeah. Yeah, Lions pick. So, I got some good stuff here. Today okay, yeah. That I'll be able to drop. But this Lions nice. latest pick with the uh, – the, uh, one of the – Sportscasters there in Detroit is a big anti-Iowa guy. Oh no! Kind of for good reason, especially yeah. gambling wise. And uh, although the unders, I was uh, last year, I was ten and one picking the Iowa unders because all they do is run the ball, play defense. Uh, Kurt LaFrance has been there twenty-five years. Before that, he was the offensive coordinator for Belichick in Cleveland. So you know what you're getting, right? Yeah, you know what you're getting, and, and you know, and you know damn well when push comes to shove, and there's a big, right, a big game on the line that they need to actually go to a real bowl game instead of the Citrus Bowl. <laughs> you know that, you know, you know they're gonna Iowa. Iowa's gonna Iowa. Right. You know, it's like like I said during the tournament, Kansas is gonna Kansas, and right. Arizona's gonna Arizona. <laughs> and you, in football, especially Iowa's right. gonna Iowa. You know they're going to choke up in those big games. Sure, they're going to beat up on a on a crappy Indiana and a and a crappy Nebraska team, and and then they'll beat Rutgers. Right. You know, well, exactly. And, and let's say they have to play Rutgers for first place in the whatever. Right. That game's going over because they're breaking out the offense for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Every other game's going under, but this is going to be the third Iowa player pick. In the first 35, uh, 35 picks. So that tells you what? Iowa has a great uh, strength and conditioning program. 
Uh, they have great well, coaches, and maybe they're underperforming. You had all this talent. And you, yeah, you, Iowa is tight end you. So, I mean, let's look at how many they've produced along the way here, right? Before right. Blue Hawkinson out. Right. But what's interesting is uh, we're back to this thing with Brad Holmes. You know, the overreaction last night, it was driving me nuts that I couldn't get back on, you know, that I couldn't right, get right. enough service to be able to jump on it, let you know what was going on. It was right, right. crazy. People in Detroit have lost their mind because they're listening to Kuiper and, oh my you know, God. And, and all the rest of the pundits. And I'm like, look, we already know the dude, they they do their, uh, a, a ton of research. Right. They watch a lot of tape. And then not just going to the combines and pro days and all that, but their interview process is a big deal with them. And we got a taste of that during Inside the Den for the last two years, oh, nice. as well as hard knocks, you know, right. you got, you know, the inside the den they did last year about um, with all they showed a lot of the interviews. Oh wow! A lot of the Zoom meetings. It was really fascinating to see the interview process, and it's really intense for them, and they're into it, right? Because cult, they're changing the culture, and so character means a lot to them, and they got what. That's why they didn't take. Thibodeau last year. No. He, took ten, he takes plays off. That's not going to fly with this group. No. And no, so and I can see how you need that because you got to keep the team yeah. together with all the chaotic uncertainty and all the craziness that goes on. Yeah, and it's like, look, you're trying to change the culture. We turn this culture of winning, you know, the whole biting off kneecaps thing. Right. Right? You want to have a – you want to get – your guys are never taking plays off. And you want you want the type of people that were like Bobby Riggs, right? Bobby Riggs, the tennis player, is infamous because he once said like my favorite line: "The guy was so hyper competitive, he didn't care. He would gamble and bet against you to play a game of ping pong with Coke bottles. He didn't care. Right. He was going to beat you. So <laughs> when he went and played a woman, he didn't care. He really was trying that day because the guy was hyper competitive." And that's the type of people I just always keep thinking that Campbell and Holmes are looking for. And uh, it's, it's in, and you're, you're Malcolm you Rodriguez it. types. Yeah, exactly. He wants ball players, guys that are just going to hit and get up and do it again and just constantly, you know, engine guys. You're Aiden Hutchinson. You know? Right. You're Penning Sewell. Look at Penning Sewell as a rookie getting into it with Aaron Donald. Not scared at all. Right. You know, enjoying the conflict, enjoying the fight, you know, that's the type of character they go for. And uh, people need to realize that. And I think this is a perfect example. Meyer was still on the board. There's, there's, right, wasn't he? I didn't, he didn't go yet, right? Yeah, Meyer went on the next pick to, uh, it, if I'm not mistaken, Meyer's from San Clemente over there where uh, San Darnold, that's in high school. Uh, he gets he goes to the Raiders. Yeah, they passed on him. That's my point. They 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 had their pick. Right. They had their pick of tight ends. That's their guy. Laporta is their guy. You know. And and okay, so. But it makes more sense for marketing reasons to pick the guy from Iowa because you got uh, the Big Ten Network, right? Forty five million dollars a school. They're pouring hundreds of millions of dollars in uh, marketing in the Midwest. And you got Hawkinson from last year, University of Michigan. 
right? And then now you have two Iowa guys. You're leveraging the marketing dollars of the Big Ten Network as well, right, to sell season tickets to those yeah. Iowa people in the Detroit area, right? Yeah, I mean, you're, you know, like I don't think I think that I don't think that that pick was. I think they needed more depth in the uh, tight end room, and um, they need more depth. So you're going to be seeing some of that because the three gamblers. Uh, let's not forget about those clowns. Right, and. Uh, well, he's versatile too, right? So you're at Iowa, you have to be able to to run block first, right? But, but he can, you know, he can, you know, he can fake it too. You can fake like he's gonna block, stand up, and kill your slot guy. Right? Your slot guy is gonna see a six three, two forty five guy coming at you. You know, it's funny because I think that that's part of the problem with uh, Hawkinson was that they got St. Brown. Right. And I think that, you know, a lot of times uh, a pass receiving tight end is going to run into kind of the same spots, right. you know, where it, it, it limits your, your slot receiver mobility, I think, right. a little bit in the play selection. And I think that was part of it. Additionally, it's my understanding he was a, uh, starting to be a cancer in the locker room. Anyway, oh, okay. Out. Okay. And, because that was surprising, and, you know, they got rid of him. And really, at that point in time, um, Detroit hadn't been completely eliminated from the playoffs. No, and it, well, it was still early though. Right. When he started copying an attitude, you know, the first half things were things were tough. So, right. I think that uh, uh, you know it was a combination of those things, and you know, ever since after they blew him out, he threw like a tight end a touchdown, like I don't know how many games, six games in a row or something like that. It was hysterical. But they got the kid from Notre Dame, Brock Wright. He's kind of a, a two-way guy. Right. Um, they've got Mitchell, who they drafted, um, who uh, uh, is a receiver type. Right. And so they needed a guy who's a more of a blocker. So it, it, it's a it's it, it all makes sense for what they're looking for. Yeah, they got versatility. I think I think that's what I've seen in a few picks with the uh, with Detroit, except for the running back. Uh, they got vers- versatility with these two guys. You know, in the well, NFL, the running, no, especially the running, back, the running back is exactly the versatility. The running back uh, Gibbs is a, is it, it's such an obvious pick for them. You know, first of all, they lost Shark, they lost, and now they lost Williams, so they don't have any speed. Right. They needed this kid out there, somebody to blaze and just run a streak pattern. You know, and no matter what, for the first six games. And beyond that, the kid, why he they can line this kid up all over the place. Goff is the big winner yesterday right. with that pick. Right. It's just one more dink, you know, a little dink and dunk kind of passing target for Goff to, you know, check down to. Well, Goff has to be ecstatic with with the first three oh, picks. Absolutely. Because I thought that we were going to go defense, because the defense, especially the secondary for Detroit. And, and and Ben Johnson had said that that he wants um, guys that are versatile that they can play all over the place. Right. So it's a, it's a it was a laydown situation. And then the the tight end, what I thought was really interesting was um, Brad Holmes said they asked him about you know what did you think about well first he said also about Gibbs. I guess he said that some of the pundits said that he went in the fifties and he, said right. he started laughing at that. And then he said the uh, for Campbell, 
He said, here's the thing. He knows they, they, they knew that they could have possibly waited on him. What? But the problem was when the pick takes time for the pick, he was head and shoulders way above everybody else on their overall list. Right. So his list, like I, I keep saying, is different than everybody else's. Well, exactly. And, that, and that's one thing that uh, people don't get. I have a friend of mine who's worked in five NFL front offices. He's he's a button-up corporate type guy, rules guy, real compliance guy, and he complains the five NFL front offices he's worked at they're all different. They all have different best practices. They all operate differently. I'm like, stop complaining. Most people will give their left arm to work for one NFL front office. You work for five, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's like you have a rich white rich people problem, man. <laughs> <laughs> Complain about you know oh the, 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 you know have to learn all this it's different and blah 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 but everybody's so they take and you know more about this than I do Agent Rob but from what I've read and what he tells me is each uh, athlete right whether he's in college or pro has a number attached to him right and it's a numerical number that has a numerical value. Right, one through whatever, whatever the numerical they use, and so Brad Holmes can look at a prospect and he could be a forty, which is good for him, and right. the other teams have him at you know higher or lower than that. And he's going to go based on what his determination is. Yeah, so if somebody they'll pick in the fourth have, round, they'll pick right away. Um, when I first started practicing back in '94 um, and '95. I, I had a partner that ended up being a big football agent, had some number one players. And right. we picked up a number of players that he had already had. I went to state with him, so that's why we kind of paired up. And, and um, he had, he, he brought into my office one day one of the scouting report. Uh, it wasn't exactly a book, but it's like a book, right? right? Of everybody. And it's exactly like you're saying. They have different, you know, numbers for everybody. And every player on that is already analyzed and it says where they're going to go, more or less. Right. Like mid first, you know, mid to bottom first, uh, first second, one dash two, two dash three, right. stuff like that. Every player coming out. And um, so. You're exactly right. They they all do. There is a generalized scouting report, I, and I'm not sure where he got it. To be honest with you, but he, the the Lions are definitely doing their own thing. They are. I mean, look, look what, and, and look the whole Jalen Carter thing. And we'll talk about it more later. Sure. Got some inside info from another team. Oh wow. Uh, I asked a buddy of mine who's a source in a. Oh wow. Actually in a in a. Uh, draft room right now. Oh, this is going to be exciting wanted, last year. We're going to be breaking news. <laughs> yeah, well, I wanted to know what the word on the street was. Right. You know? Because right. it's kind of obvious when the dude drops like there's yeah. something out there. Right. So I got that information, and I'll I'll read that out later. Nice, nice. It's it's just, it's always interesting to see what, what people are doing, and everybody's got their own opinions, man, all these teams. So it's, it's fun. You know, it's, I mean, it's it's fun and all for us to analyze it. I mean, I've been doing parties and stuff like this for 20 years. And, nice. And, and, and watching the draft since 
you know, in the seventies when I used to have to watch it go across the ticker. Wow, no, that's right. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. It would be a little ticker across the bottom and it said Hawaiian select wide receiver from San Jose State, Mark Nichols. And I'm all, who? Hey, and I still don't know now, Mark Nichols. <laughs> I should probably try to buy his game news jersey, but I still don't know who he is. But right. it was funny. I remember that was like an eighty. What was it? I'm, I'm curious what year that was. Probably eighty two. Yeah. So funny back then in those days, you know they didn't they didn't see the value in this. But the problem is also a lot of people. You notice how they get all caught up in uh, uh, fantasy, right? Uh, fantasy related stuff so anytime it's like a skill position player right to get all excited what a great pick <laughs> if you get a guy in the trenches right you know a guy in the trenches he's just gonna you know you need that and uh they act oh well, that's a shit pick i can't believe they would ever take a guard from you know wherever <laughs> no exactly it's so funny. It, it, no, it's hilarious. Which, in a way, it's good because it's an educated public as a whole, and uh, you take advantage of it in the, in the betting market. <laughs> you know. Exactly. But for me, I'm more fascinated with uh, the linemen because when you go to a training camp, they're the ones that look like a mini mountain. You look at their arms or like you know tree branches, and then uh, uh, we were talking about it with Chad. And Chad came on yesterday. The guy that got picked, and he's 6'8", 280, and runs a 4'5". It's like, whoa. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, he's it's bench, he's bench yeah. pissing 225 uh, 27 times. It's just like, man. That's, you know? He's a beast. Yeah, right. and for me, the uh, all this started coming into my mind was senior year of high school. And I was on the basketball team, but I wasn't football at all. But I knew the guys, right? Uh, Tom Carter, who's second to Demarie Smith in the in the uh, uh, NFL PA, uh, PA. He lived across the street, and you know we said hi, bye. He never really talked to me a lot. We were on the same eighth grade basketball team. Same thing with William Floyd, bar none. He played with uh, um, Josh. I got to bounce. Okay. Come back on after. Okay, okay, cool. Talk to you soon. Yeah, take your time to see when you get home. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that uh, that Jalen uh, Carter thing. Interesting news. Okay. Big time. Talk to you then. All right, very good. Thank you. All right, so I'll finish the story when uh, Ijeral comes back on. So to catch up on the picks, we got. Uh, Michael Mayer, Michael Mayer, uh, 6'5", 249 pounds Notre Dame, tight end. That's what they needed. Uh, Steve Avila, offensive lineman. That's what the Rams needed. 6'4", 332 pounds to keep Stafford upright and get that running game going for the Rams. Uh, P. Carroll. P. Carroll's a defensive man. He runs. He is the general manager. If you're trying to say he wasn't a general manager. He is the general manager when it was time to talk to the owner. 
I'm not the general manager. Uh, yes, you are the general manager. He goes defense again. Derek Hall coming off the edge. University of Arbor. Atlanta, Atlanta, Arthur Smith. We're going to run that football. Uh, six foot five, 318 pounds from Syracuse, Syracuse University. Uh, Jonathan Mingo from Mississippi. University of Mississippi, the SEC again. Uh, great wide receiver. Six foot two, 225 pounds, runs like the wind, uh, giving weapons there. Now you see the difference. You had a defensive guy who built up the defense. Now we have an offensive guy. Your coach, Frank Wright. Remember, Frank Wright got uh, Indianapolis to the playoffs with good old Philip Rivers. So now he's getting some young players in there. The defense, good job building the defense by coach Matt Rule, who got fired. Now it's time for the offense. Okay. Now it's time for the offense with Jonathan Mingo, wide receiver, Mississippi. Uh, and then you got the New, the New Orleans Saints. Isaiah Folsky coming off that edge for Notre Dame. So Notre Dame gets a few guys in there, uh, two that, that I see from uh, in the first two rounds, first 40 picks. A lot of Midwestern guys, not a lot of guys from the West, but from the Midwest and the South. Now, it is Bidwells, the Bidwells in Arizona. New pick is in as things are moving briskly now. And the next is the Green Bay Packers. The good old Green Bay Packers. We got wide receiver, tight end, safety, defensive line. That's what they're looking for. As Green Bay is going to be the next pick after Arizona, the Arizona Cardinals. Saints go and pick. I see a Folksley coming off that edge. So a lot of edge guys being picked. Valuable position to get teams uh, off the field on third down. Uh, Isaiah Folksley, he's six foot five, two hundred and sixty four pounds, and another uh, the Notre Dame guy. And now we're waiting on Arizona uh, for their pick. And remember, Arizona, they're switching up to a more conventional office. They were in the air raid, and they picked a very, very green coach, uh, Gannon, who was a defensive coordinator, first-year defensive coordinator at Philadelphia. Uh, I actually like him a lot more than I like uh, Scott Stishon, 
who's now the head coach over there, with your crackhead owner, Ursay, and the Indianapolis Colts. As things move more briskly in this round. It's very exciting. So we're going to get the inside on Jalen Carter. It's a very interesting round. And you really need to do this. Get all your notes together. Uh, to be able to wager and pick games correctly during football season. Yeah. College as well, right? As you get into Iowa. The Iowa Hawkeyes, as we talked about with Andrew Rob, uh, they're a team that we got like 10 other games, 10 or 11 games on the under. So Iowa and the under, uh, they only went over it when they played the big games. And remember, teams that go under cover big spreads when they're underdogs, but do not cover big spreads as favorites. So that's the way we make money. Uh, analyzing, putting all this information. Yeah, I'm going to post the NBA pick. Yeah, let me post this NBA pick real quick. So for those looking at live, the NBA, we're going to go with uh, the Warriors. Kings is going to be plus eight. Kings plus eight. And... Over 237, and then uh, the Grizzly plus four and a half. Plus four and a half. Under Kings plus eight under two thirty seven and the Grizzlies plus five under two twenty two.
and then post this real quick. As the pigs are coming in fast and furious. Picks come fast and furious. I'll update you guys in a second. Thank you guys over there. We got two people here on YouTube. We got two people here on uh, Podbean. As you're getting really good information to monetize things. Because all of our information is geared to make money. To make money. That's what we're here for. Let me put, tweet this out real quick. Poor two seventy five. You take a little break in a second. Get this tweet out to the folks of the other picks for tonight. Make some money. Friday night NBA, man. Friday night NBA is all about making that money. Making that money watching sports.
Alright, so I'm going to go get a beer. Game starting. And I'll be right back. Absolutely nothing. Let's just remember I'm live streaming. Okay, fine. Alright, back. Alright, catch up on the picks here. Isaiah Foxley, Edge, Notre Dame, we got that. Arizona Cardinals, uh, BJ Ogenary coming off that edge again, another edge guy. Uh, speed guy, 6'2", 248 pounds. From your LSU Tigers. Luke Musgrove, Oregon State. So we have a connection to him. Luke Musgrove, uh, that's Chad who's on the podcast. Uh, Luke Musgrove just got picked in the second round. So very exciting. Very exciting thing. Luke Musgrove, Oregon State. Uh, we got some of him. Great player. Uh, great tight end. Great addition. So now we become Green Bay Packers fans a little bit. I like Luke uh, Musgrove. Uh, Oregon State did a great job with the running game. And he can uh, pass it. So we'll show you a pass from Chance 
Mr. Luke Musgrave. Oregon State University. He's a tall guy. He's a great target. Uh, he's going to have a great career in the NFL. And it's good. You don't see the strategy of what Green Bay is going to do. They're going to run the ball. And they are going to get that tight end. He's going to be able to stretch the field. He can outrun guys. So he another great athlete, right? 6'6", 253 pounds, can run like the wind, but he's also a tough guy, tough physical guy who uh, who can also catch the football. See if we can go ahead and find that film. Stick around, draft pick. Luke Musgrove, Oregon State. For those watching uh, on the replay or those watching uh, on YouTube, we'll get that replay for you or that film. Good old Luke uh, catching a pass, but by chance. But congratulations to him. He's going to be set for life. He's a great player. Luke Musgrave, Oregon State University. And it's always uh, the degrees of separation. We're only just a few degrees away from good old Luke Musgrave and your Oregon State Beavers. So Oregon State's had a great program with Jonathan Smith. Now... He gets out of recruit and say, hey, I got a kid in the second round. As around here, we know our football. And we're going to have some breaking news.
ね。So, I was wondering when this kid was going to be picked.、Uh, we knew he had NFL talent.、Uh, and now、uh, we're kind of、uh, validated in our opinions of good old Luke Musgrave. Getting it working. So very exciting. Very exciting. Somebody you probably go to meet very close, get picked in the NFL draft. Success is success. So, that's Luke Musgrave. And let me get that video up here so people can see. This Bucks race. So, again, he's going to be a virtual guy for Green Bay as that division is wide open. I know Adrian Rob will not like to hear that, but that's going to be a wide open division.、Uh, and Green Bay gets Luke Musgrave, gets him a fighting chance. After Luke Musgrave, you got a big old, big ugly, right? Like、uh, good old、uh, Keith Jackson, great. Late great Keith Jackson used to say,、uh, Big Ugly from Wisconsin. Wisconsin's known for linemen. Wisconsin and Iowa get always linemen picked in the draft. right? So we're looking at、uh, 
This guy is a monster, right? Six foot six, three hundred and thirteen pounds. From um, the University of Wisconsin. We got our boy Chance giving the football. Very, very excited. So six foot six, three hundred and thirteen pounds to the University of Wisconsin. Joe Tip man. Monster. Get that running game going for the Jets. So you see where the Jets are going. Got an OQB who's going to take advantage of situations where he has a clear advantage in the passing game. Otherwise, he's going to run the ball and protect the defense. That's what the Jets are all about. Indianapolis Colts, Julius Brents, cornerback, Kent State. Uh, you know, they throw the ball out of the Big 12. So Chris Ballard. Uh, again, bring, you know, sounds like they're trying to lose on purpose, right? Not very impressed. Not very impressed. All right. So. More food for thought to talk about with uh, Adrian Robb. Brian Branch, safety from Alabama. This is what, the second guy from Alabama. <laughs> so Brad, jo uh, Brad Holmes in a way playing it safe, getting all these Nick Satan players from the University of Alabama. That's their second guy from Alabama. Uh, safety, six foot, 195 pounds. Can run like the wind, but he'll hit you, though. He's from the south. He's from that dirty south. That guy will hit you at 190 pounds. And then we go Bill Belichick, right? We talk about the Bill Belichick, Nick Satan Mafia. They go back to back here. Keon White coming off that edge from Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech had a great defense and this guy, he's six foot five, two hundred and eighty-five pounds. He can stop the run, but he could also get after that quarterback, right? And get the defense off the field to keep him fresh, because that's what Bill Belichick wants to do. He wants to keep him fresh. So now you got the Washington Commanders. Their owner Daniel Snyder. He said, "What? All these teams, all these owners, are a bunch of mobsters." Right, a bunch of mafiosos, and now he's gonna have to sell the team. So, all these picks, I feel bad for him. If he, you know, I wouldn't sign with Washington, I'll come back in the draft next year because it's that bad. Because you know, they're, they're being they're gonna be picked, and then next year, there's gonna be a new regime that's gonna jeopardize their careers. They might be picked, and the pick is in. So, as opposed to last year, they're going through the second round. Nice. And briskly. Very exciting.
He's got Gerard Martin. It's a guy from Illinois. Second guy, safety, being picked off that Illinois defense. Uh, the first one was in the first round. Uh, good old uh, Devon Weatherspoon, cornerback, Illinois. All right. back Illinois. Now you go safety again. In the second round, University of Illinois. Good old Javarius Martin in Tampa Bay. They're getting their first pick. They've waited a couple of days. Uh, they got their pick in to Terrius Martin. So you look at what? The Bill Belichick Mafia. Coach Brent Billima was an assistant coach in New England for Bill Belichick. So it's that same zone defense, 4-2-5. You need safeties and linebackers who can run. And it's a good YouTube that I have with uh, Chance Noma talking about that 4-2-5 defense, which everybody's pretty much playing. But now you go to Tampa Bay. And Pittsburgh, that's the same defense. So I was blessed to go to a training camp where I saw, you know, uh, Tomlin was a defensive assistant. Uh, you know, the greatest defensive coaching staff of all time, maybe, because they were all head of coaches, right? Monty Kiffin, defensive coordinator. Uh, Herman Edwards was a, a secondaries coach. Lovey Smith was the linebackers coach. Rod Malinari was the defensive line coach. Little did I know when I was watching those guys coach in uh, in, uh, in preseason uh, that they would be that great Hall of Fame guy, Tomlin. Mike Tomlin was picking right after Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's picks in. Uh, he won a Super Bowl. So they get uh, a big ugly. From North Dakota State. Now, North Dakota State should be in the Big 12. They've won five or six in a row, Division II championships. They should have beat good old Iowa. I think they lost to Iowa 6-3. to three. One play away from being the Iowa, which had three picks in the first the 40. So it's a big, ugly, six foot five, uh, 302 pounds. I think they showed a picture of him just now. He's missing all his teeth. So he really is a big ugly. <laughs> but he's going to do fine now with uh, the nice uh, multi-million dollar bonus. So North Dakota State, what a great program. You got to love that program. Tampa Bay, which had problems in their offensive line. Ryan Jensen was hurt a lot. So they need offensive linemen, need depth. Uh, so they go. Cody Monch. Offensive tackle. North Dakota State University. So again, the Dirty South is going to be a running league. A pound, smash, bounce, Dirty South.
Pittsburgh, very fast. So the second round moves very fast, very quickly. A lot of organized teams has their pick, or maybe Goodell took giving the memo, hey, we're making good money under draft. Get you guys get the act together. Get your picks in. You've had four months to, you know, think this through. They're getting their picks nice and nice and brisk, nice and fast. We got the NBA tonight as well. We got uh, the Warriors over there. Uh, over 237 chances. I go under uh, Sacramento plus the, the seven and a half, eight points. And then uh, in the other game, we like your Grizzlies plus those five points under 222. Not only are we having a good time, we're able to monetize our time as we get into it. It's very exciting. Luke Buster, second round. You always talk about degrees of separation, people there you're close to. Luke Musgrave went to school with Chad's brother, who's Chad contributes to the podcast a lot, wide receiver in the Arena League football. His brother uh, is a hopeful starter at TCU football. All right, so keeping in the Midwest, keeping in the Big Ten, Pittsburgh, the Steelers pick uh, Kiana Kanu Benton, defensive lineman, Wisconsin, six foot four, three hundred nine pounds. We're gonna play that zone blitz, right? So 
Uh, a lot of zone players being picked. And the reason for it is because that 4 2 5, you can play a lot of zone out of it. You can play anything out of it. Mostly for these guys, is zone. Wanting quarterbacks to airmailing, make mistakes. And it's a great defense uh, when you're in that mode to be able to stop the run. And it's won a lot of Super Bowls and national titles. So that's what we're going to do, right? So this guy fits the mold. Zone blitz, Pittsburgh. We're going to put it on the defense. We're going to run the ball. To us, means what? The game's going under, and when Pittsburgh's a big favorite, they will not cover, but they will cover as underdogs. So that is going to stay packed. Now, Green Bay traded for this, so Green Bay is going to be ready for this pick, and their pick is in. It's going to be the second round, 50th pick. Very exciting. They get Jalen Reed again. We go again. We go to the Midwest. We go to the Big Ten. And you got Jalen Reed, uh, wide receiver from Michigan State, uh, 5'11, 187. Five eleven, one eighty seven. 187. Helping that offense, right? So they feel comfortable with their defense and getting a couple plays for that offense. Now, one of the teams is hot. It's a hot team right now. With McDaniel, Coach Daniel, he did a great job as offensive coordinator last year. A smart dude. And now he gets Vic Fangio. So Vic Fangio is going to be the defense coordinator. He succeeds wherever he goes. So Tyreek Hill and a great defense. Man, uh, Miami is looking like a hot team. To take on Bill Belichick next year. The Miami Dolphins is going to be an exciting team to watch and follow next year. So South Carolina. So the Miami Dolphins uh, going to help Big Fangio out. Big Fangio told him he they want a cornerback. 
And you got Cam Smith from South Carolina. Man, he could play. Uh, he did a great job against Tennessee and South Carolina to pull that upset. Now South Carolina is one of the teams you got to watch out for in the SEC. And the Dolphins are going to be a very, very, very exciting football team. As the NBA playoffs is exciting. So, you got a lot of things going on. Okay, so. All right. From Miami, very exciting pick. Cornerback, Cam Smith. Uh, and now Seattle, where their old coach, Pete Carroll, is what? Run and play defense. So you got a bruising running back from UCLA, Zach Charbonneau, six foot. 214 pounds. So you know where Pete Carroll's going, what Pete Carroll's thinking. And the Chicago Bears with a new stadium is coming. So I'll be right back in a little bit. Gotta take a quick bathroom break. I'll be back shortly.
Zach Charbonnet goes to Seattle to see where that's because uh, there's a lot of conjecture, there's a lot of disinformation, <laughs> propaganda, and <laughs> things that are important in like politics. We have them in sports even more. So what happens, you know, especially with the NBA, you look at the management of the teams, it gives you a clue where they're thinking, what they're doing. Right? So very exciting time. One prize. COVID, COVID averted. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. Good to hear. Good to hear, you know. It's always a good thing. Yeah. And talk about head spinning with COVID. We get so much, you know, conflicting information. and There's another type of virus going around. Like right. I said. Okay. Yeah, there always will be, right? But we get exactly. to uh Detroit man Brian Branch safety Alabama that 425 defense right well we lost to Sean Elliott so uh that was you know uh Kirby had a great year Tracy Walker is coming back from that uh uh Achilles and he looked great actually right but he's very expensive um we're gonna see how he does like now he's like on a nine million dollar contract right um, and then we've got, uh, I was a little surprised that we've got, we just brought in CG, CGJG, right. or whatever he calls himself. <laughs> I'll learn his name eventually. I'll right. learn his name eventually. But he's come in with a lot of attitude. There's some talk he can play all over. They might play him down in the slot. Right. So, you know, we definitely needed 
more in the safety room. So that's not a surprise going back to the tight end. Now they're starting to pick off. Now they're starting to go for needs. So that's always a good, you know, whenever he gets speed on the field, he's going to be, you know, they play the same type defense. He'll have that much of a learning curve. And learning from hard knocks, they like guys to hit, like Malcolm Rodriguez. So you can't play at Alabama if you don't come to hit in the SEC. So I, I, I like Detroit's draft a lot right now. I like the, the management, how the management uh, is I'm executed. All in, man. Brad Holmes, you know, he wears that villain that villain sweatshirt right. for a reason, man. He does not give a fuck. <laughs> and that's, you know, and that's what you need. He's not there to be liked. Right. You know, he's there to, uh, he's there to get a job done right. and win a Super Bowl. Right, and, I, and I've always been, you know, as a kid, you know, L.A., you're about my age. You know, we remember uh, Terry Donahue, right? And Terry yeah, Donahue, yeah, Terry, uh, Dick Vermeil begat uh, Terry Donahue, and Dick Vermeil, right, helped and mentor Brad Holmes in San Louis. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Big I fan told, of Dick Vermeil. Uh, yeah. I just told Rick to join us when he had a chance. I sent him over the link. Oh, nice. Nice. Because he's texting me. He's all mad that we got Branch. <laughs> one of the Steelers to get him. <laughs> he just no. texted me. He just texted me. You fuckers are going to get Branch. <laughs> and, then he, and then a follow up to that fuck. So that meant that obviously we made the pick. Right. Yeah. So very exciting. Uh, let's see if I'll get the highlight up here. But Luke Musgrave in the second round. Yeah, I, I was, I was, I thought maybe the Lions would have went that direction, but you know they got the guy that the guy from Iowa. There was obviously eyeing. Right. So the remember that game too. Your my my age, the seven degrees yeah. of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> so Luke Musgrave, right, was catching passes from Chad's brother. Chad's yeah, supposed to come on at some point. I know from Chance. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so I think it's a great move to go to TCU, obviously, because they were great. Oh yeah. Says, can you resend the link to uh, Rick? Sure. On on his on Twitter, you just DM him because he's got. He's well, got he's got his DMs shut down. That's why I can do it. So ask him to I open see. up his D DMs, or I can email it to him because I emailed him before. Let me just hold on. Let me try. Uh, let me see what you did. I send him one from last night, maybe. No, round two. Oh, yeah. maybe I sent him the wrong one. Hold on, I'll cut and paste it over time. Oh, cool. Uh, he's on there right now. It'd be good to hear his. No, he uh, chance and he's text. always been one of the. He's always been to all of my draft parties. Oh, nice. Back to the, nice. Back to the eighties. So now we have a modern one, right? <laughs> a virtual one. <laughs> a virtual one, basically. It is. Basically, I got my. We used my, to gamble my... on each pick. Oh, no way. To... Yeah, <laughs> the winner got a bunch of money. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. You got I, your I AK-47 my... drink. <laughs> on my, uh, in my office, I have, uh, you'll laugh, I would decorate my office with blow-ups of baseball, of football cards, of the biggest busts. Tony Mandarich, you know. Oh, yeah, I remember Tony Mandarich. Todd Marijuanovich. Right. 
the first robo really robo quarterback. He, 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 yeah, he wasn't really that bad a bust, but you got to right. put Todd Marijuanovich on there just yeah. because of all the craziness involved with that. The kid wasn't allowed to eat Twinkies, allegedly. Wow, jeez. Right, remember all that? But it, it's like everybody <laughs> predicted that he was going to be a drug addict, unfortunately, right? Because of the stringent way he was brought up. <laughs> it was like a no-brainer, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. I think it was definitely a fait accompli, right? Right. <laughs> no, poor Smiranovich. So, yeah, no, I got into it because you know, you see where the strategy is and where the coaches are going with, and then uh, the NFL is kind of constricting, right? There's three big, uh, I call them football mafia families, right? You got the Bill Belichick, Nick Satan family, and you got two guys from Alabama. <laughs> you got the Harbaugh family. And you have uh, the Andy Reid family. And the Andy Reid has, what, maybe 10 NFL head coaches that were on Andy Reid's staff at one point. And they all run the, basically the same system. You know, it's um, – you're Yeah, you're in their parcels. So parcels is Belichick, Satan. And I don't know if they kept it. They probably did it because they remodeled. But the old um, San Diego Sports Museum right. down in Balboa Park used to have a wall – with the Don Coriel tree, coaching tree. And it was just fascinating seeing, I mean, the names, right? The biggest names there are, you know. Oh, Madden, yeah. And Walsh. It just, it just went on and on and on. In 1979, right? So I was nine years old. We moved to San Diego. And I remember 1979, San Diego State, I believe Don Coriel... Yeah. Had just left or whatever. It's always Don Coriel and his office coordinator was Joe Gibbs. Right. Just think of the family trees that yeah. come off of that. I mean, it right. was a whole wall. It was crazy when you start, you know, looking at this wall. It's, right. And they, they're finally getting them in, you know, right? And they just get them into the Hall of Fame finally. Yes, and it was frustrating as a kid. I used to do my report. Uh, I think it was Ocean Side Elementary. On uh, the San Diego Chargers, Dan Fouts, Ken Winslow, J.J. Jefferson, Charlie Joyner. Amazing. <laughs> you know, just, yeah. And then, you know, that cried after the championship game in Cincinnati. I thought they were going to the Super Bowl. Forrest Gregg. <laughs> unbelievable. That's unbelievable. just unbelievable. Yeah. They had some talent on that Cincinnati team, though. Oh, yeah. You know, Kenny Anderson, Isaac Curtis. The below freezing temperatures. Yeah, that that helped. That helped them. All right. So, Chicago. Let's see if there's any. I do want to point out that uh, what's. I, I hate to say it. I mean, I, don't, I think it's going to take at least a year for it to percolate. But I do like Carolina. This pickup of of Mingo's a great pick. Oh yeah, you know, so try to get as many weapons as you can. To that well, Frank game. Wright, right? He got to the playoffs with Philip Rivers. Hey, Philip yeah, Rivers were done exactly. Yeah, exactly. And uh, he also got Philip Rivers to the playoffs when Philip Rivers wasn't done. Right, <laughs> and, that's, and that's saying a lot. Right. All right. So is he can. What is he doing, Rick? He's texting me. The, now, in the South, I think it's like uh, your division where I heard it and I was shocked. I was like, what? Detroit's the favorite now. <laughs> just because they're Aaron Rodgers leaving. 
Detroit's a favorite for to win the division. Rick keeps saying that it's invalid. Safari cannot open the page because it's in. I think he needs to open Zoom. I'm gonna tell him to do it in Zoom. Yeah. He has to download the Zoom client or whatever the Zoom box and then open it that way. So Chicago, they want to build a stadium. They have uh, Warren, the former Big Ten commissioner. He's now the president. Eberfaust, defensive guy. So they pick uh, Jerron Dexter, senior, defensive lineman, University of Florida, 6'6", 310, run stopper. And they traded him because they wanted him. It's going to be the interesting the management structure there. How much of a say Mr. Warren has, you know, in the scouting department, who they pick, because really Everhouse really seems like an employee type. You know, put his head down. Okay, let's see what players I have. Great strategist, married to the game of football, doesn't sleep. <laughs> you know, defensive coordinator type who's happy. You know, smart guy. He's making a lot a mistake a lot of smart guys make. He's been a defensive guy his whole life. Now he's meddling with the offense. Well, they've got a lot of cap space, right? Right. And, you know, they can only, you know, the door is open for them. So, I mean, it's the question is how do you spend this money? You know, how right. are you going to spend it? And do they want to? I think they're going. I mean, I, I, I don't think that's an issue. It's not, I don't think it's like – I really think the big issue with that is in baseball right. because there's no real cap. Right. And so if you just want to spend the money you can, if you don't, then nobody says crap about it. NFL, I don't think you can really get away with not spending most of your cap without people really realizing. Well, I thought it was bad for football that the Giants made the playoffs last year with such a low payroll. After, yeah, because yeah, now everybody's going to say, oh, you can do the same. <laughs> you can have the Tampa Bay Rays model. Hold on one second, John. Yeah. So the Chargers, the LA Chargers, the cheap Spanos family who uh, always has to kick up the Tarpon Springs. They get Tui Tuapatutu from USC. This guy got pushed around a lot. You like that kid? I saw a good interview with him on Good Morning Football or whatever the hell they call themselves. Well, yeah, yeah, NFL Network. NFL Network. Yeah. And good kid, man. Good kid. Really down to earth. Got his head on his head on straight. And then I guess to play in LA, and then you know USC guy, they want they have to sell season tickets in yeah. LA, so you got to get the USC people involved. I mean, you get a suite, right? USC has I think twenty three people on the oh, board of regents. I gotta, I gotta take this. I'll be, I'll have to jump back on. Oh yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> I'll, I'll be right back. Yeah, no problem. So he's an edge guy. Come off the edge uh, to get the ball back to Herbert, right? Because Herbert uh, needs 
the ball in his hands, more possessions, better Herbert is uh, to be able to control the game. So they need that edge guy, defensive guy to, to put heat on the quarterback. And to Apatutu, that's what he does. All right. So, he's, again, he's from USC. He's got self-season tickets. Uh, so we're proud of him. So Rashid Rice, receiver, SMU, goes to Kansas City. And, again, you see that who's controlling the scouting room. Kansas City... Their offense is set. They get into shootouts. They go with a wide receiver, a speed guy, six foot one, two hundred and four pounds. And Kansas City treated up for him. So Kansas City again. You have a board. You attach a number to that board based on your opinion. You can't argue with Andy Reid, right? Andy Reid's been in the league forever. He run two recent Super Bowls. So there's no argument. What he says goes. Again, he's married to the game of football. He had one son commit suicide. He had the other son uh, kill two people driving to the Super Bowl. He's in jail for life, I believe. So he's married to the game of football. He focuses on football. Right, so stud coming off the perimeter, Rashid Rice. All right, so in the second round, with the 56th pick, Chicago picks Tyreek Stevenson, six foot 198 pounds, cornerback. From the University of Miami, Hurricanes is all about the U, right? All about the U. Speed guy, again, another defensive guy. They get rid of their two best defensive players, and then they pick defensive guys in the early round to kind of pay them that money. So, very exciting. Very exciting for Chicago as far as defense is concerned. But, again, the management part. But you got a new management now. I kind of wonder. They're on the clock. They want to build that stadium right outside Chicago. And remember, teams are about to build stadiums, get calls from the refs. And we make really good money betting on those teams. So we're ecstatic uh, to be able to break that down. Very exciting. I'm still getting over Luke Musgrave. We're close to him. Two degrees of separation. All right, so Rashid Rice, wide receiver, goes to Kansas City. Andrew Reid controlling that room. Defense winning the day in the scouting room for Chicago, the Chicago Bears. All right. Now we go with the New York Giants. The New York Football Giants. So, uh, now we got Rick. We get to meet Rick. 
the Pittsburgh Steelers. There you go, freaking. All right. The terrible towel. Go Steelers. And uh, Rick comes very well recommended by Adrian Rob. He's a big, <laughs> big sports enthusiast like us. Hey, thank you, Rick, for helping me break down this draft, break down the information. We use the information and we leverage it to monetize it during the regular season, bidding on games. <laughs> We've been in the 64, 65, you know, range, 59% is sharp. So this information is very valuable to us. So thank you for helping us and collaborating. Sure. I'm trying to figure out, I, I'm used to using Microsoft Teams. So I'm trying to figure out how to, uh, how to ha actually have a background instead of this weird. Oh, it's good. And we're, we're a content-based podcast. They don't look for our beauty. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. People listen, listen to us, uh, for information, information. News you can use, right? Information they can leverage to uh, be able to monetize games. And uh, this is the fourth year of the podcast, fourth year of the podcast, and people have reported about $750,000 they've made with uh, based on our picks. So we're glad to give all the picks out for free. I'm in wealth management, so it's illegal for me to give out investment information, monetize from it. So all the information is for free. And my dad's a preacher, so the whole thing uh, with Jesus he healed 10 people of leprosy, and only two came back to say thank you. And one of them was because they dropped the $20 bill, and they thought they knew Jesus would have it. <laughs> so, so they reporting seven hundred fifty thousand. I bet you it's about ten times more people have made, and just they just don't want to say. <laughs> they don't want to give us a tip. It's all, it's all good. It's all good. Well, Rob, you know, I was angry that you guys got brand. I knew you guys were gonna snake that right underneath us. I was so I was like, okay, we're not gonna get two corners back to back. I wanted that, right? But I, but I, because Peterson as a mentor for them would be a great thing for the Steelers, but. Knowing, but seeing, I was like, okay, well, we don't get Branch, are we still going to get the corner? I'm like, yeah, probably not likely. But then when you guys got Branch, I'm like, you know, what are they going to do then at that point? And I really did not want us to get a nose tackle because if we need inside linebacker. There was two. There was uh, Simpson and uh, the other guy's name, inside linebacker out of Arkansas. Dalen, uh, is that Dalen? Uh, Don't go yet. Dalen was supposed to go high in the uh, high in the second round. Well, this kid is like he's like one of those uh, Luke, uh, Quickly or however you pronounce his last yeah, name. Luke Quickly, yeah. Quickly, yeah. Uh, uh, he's kind of like one of those kind of guys who can cover, and he's you know he's just he's a versatile. He's more built like a strong safety, but. Um, uh, he must have got picked already. Well, Trenton Simpson was would have been a nice pick too out of Clemson. He's a banger. He can. He's just a guy that just fills it up. He's more just of like a just like a permanent tackler out there. So that would have been nice. They didn't pick him. Um, and I'm trying to figure out who was the other 
inside linebacker. He might have already got picked just recently. I didn't. Oh, Drew Sanders out of Arkansas. That's a guy I really. Like. That's the guy that's like the uh, Luke Quigley uh, type prototype uh, inside linebacker. You know, what are you gonna do? You can't can't win them all. I guess they see see something different than I do. So. Right, so, what do you right. think about the Steelers' draft so far? You got Joey Porter Jr., cornerback, Penn State. I call that a marketing pick because you're right up from Penn State. You got to take that guy, right? Uh, that deep-pocketed Penn State alumni. Uh, and then no, you I mean, have, that was the perfect pick. If they didn't pick him, that would have just they would have just gotten destroyed. We're not doing that. Right. You have to make that pick. That's a guy. That's a that's a mid-first rounder pick. Right. And I'm not sure why he slid. The only thing I was thinking of why they wouldn't have picked him is, you know, people. a lot of people don't remember that Joey Porter was fired by Mike Tomlin right. as a linebacker's coach because he, I think he got into a bar fight or something like that. So I'm wondering if he thought it's a little bit awkward when, you know, right. you go, you know, when the dad is bringing the kid into the <laughs> right, 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 like, right. You fired my dad, you know. So... I would be the only reason why, but it, it's business. You know, you just take the best available player and then either that. They definitely need performance. No right. question. They, could, they might even have one or two more that they picked throughout. They they got rid of their four, fourth round pick to move up in the first. So that's gone. So they're going to have a third rounder, which is probably going to be an inside linebacker. And if it's not an inside linebacker, they're probably going to look at another offensive lineman. I noticed that now that they have this – New definition of a uh, offensive lineman, IOL, interior offensive lineman, for like those <laughs> linemen that basically you don't know if they're a walker or a tackle or you just move them around anywhere. They're kind of tweeners, I guess. Right. You know? So uh, they were looking at that. And it's funny, there was a guy, the kid that I was looking at that I really wanted them to get that's uh, that they, they, they have as an IOL. I don't know if he's a guard or a. Uh, or a or a tackle. I, I think he was originally listed as a tackle, and his name he might have just got picked too. Osiris. Um, yeah, he just got picked. Did he? Oh, <laughs> a lot man. of Detroit. A lot of Detroit people wanted him. He's a monster. This morning. He's a monster. The thing, it's funny. Like I don't remember ever hearing Osiris. The last time I heard somebody say that was old dirty bastard on a Wu Tang Clan song. <laughs> I'm Osiris here in this. Da, 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 you know? Well, the last time I heard Osiris was after the Warriors shot him. Oh, that's right. You got to think a parent names their kid Osiris. It was, it was the Warriors. <laughs> they killed Osiris. Yeah, this is Osiris. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like, like some sort of warrior or something. Yeah, no, I seen the videos. They, that kid was banging. He was he was pushing guys back to the, the second level of linebackers and stuff. But he's yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what they, they see things different than I. I look at things different than like a coach or somebody that's a position player. Because what a lot of people don't know is a lot of these general managers they're consulting way before the draft and looking at film. They're bringing in their assistant coaches who are like a linebackers coach. Uh, Right, defensive backs coach, a running backs coach, and they're given their perspective, and then their assistants too. They got other people that kind of work with them, and they probably listen to the position coaches more than they even listen to themselves sometimes. Well, let, let me give you a little update on that topic because um, some of that leaked out yesterday with the Lions because 
you know, they've caught so much backlash about everyone freaking out about their pets. But apparently, uh, Kelvin Shepard is the linebackers coach for the Lions. And after they picked Campbell yesterday, he told the press, he said, look, he said, when we had our interview, it was me, Campbell, and Aaron Glenn in the interview with the kid. And when he was done and he left, he, they just all looked at each other, just completely blown away by how the, just everything about this kid, his intelligence, his personality. You talking about Branch? About Campbell. Campbell. Oh, okay. And he said, they said, well, it's going to be hard for anybody to top that. That was literally the quote in the room between those three. Yeah, I know. You get a kid like that that you know is talented and you're kind of on the fence of whether you're going to pick him or not. And then you meet him and you're like, especially when you meet them and then you meet the parents and you have that kind of aha moment where you're like, oh, okay. That's why he is what he is because you maybe they're a preacher's kid or son of the military or from the South. So they right. have that kind of very respectful, grounded, yep. you know what I mean? Like that, you can see the family structure there. Those are the kids. And you see the first round, all those kids that got drafted, they were all like, you know, yes, ma'am. They're like, I want to thank God. They're all just good kids. Right. You, know, you can't just be an amazing athlete and good at your position. You got to be pretty intelligent and pretty well grounded to make it to the next level, usually. Right. And then, you know, it's few liabilities that's variable, right? In finance, you eliminate variables and co-variables to ensure your results. So you're taking one variable completely out. The guy's a good guy. Yeah. Did you say you were a son of a preacher? Did you say that earlier? Yes. I can't believe it. I mean, my dad calls me. He's 90 years old. Calls me every night. You know, sometimes oh, I wow. tune him out, and I can't believe he's still preaching in front of 200 people. Oh, <laughs> it was every Sunday. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> 90. Yeah, um, yes. Well, you know, it, it's, it seems like when I was growing up with with kids who were kids of preachers, it could go one of two ways. Usually oh, they yeah. were great kids. Great right. students, like had everything. Else. But you get like a black sheep. One one of the, if there's four or five kids, one's going to be a black sheep who rebels and goes the other direction. Right, especially it's a really stringent, you know, yeah. family. You know, usually you have a kid that'll act out. Act crazy, right? Because they're a PK. I think kid. it's going to be one of the fastest second rounds I've ever seen. They are flying. Yeah, no, because you almost have told them. Because I remember last year they were taking forever. So yeah, this is. Uh... Yeah, thank you to everybody listening to us on Podbean. Let me know if you have any questions, man. Uh, Rick and Agent Rob kind enough to help me out, so now I can look at if anybody has any questions, and I'll catch you guys up, right? So, German uh, Dexter, Chicago. Uh, defensive lineman, Florida, 6'6", 310, right? Run stopper for, for Eberfels. Uh Kansas City, right, with the second pick, 55. They go, you can see who controls, right, the the room. This is Andy Reid. You can't argue with Andy Reid. Two recent Super Bowls. Richard Rice, burner from SMU, uh, 6'1", 204. Tyreek Stevenson, another burner, 6'4". Six foot, 198 pounds. Again, you should see who's controlling the room. So, you were defensive minded coach, defensive coordinator his whole life, picking another defensive guy. Six foot, 198 cornerback. The Giants, they go offensive line. Brian Debo. Brian Debo is an offensive line guy. Nick Satan Tree, uh, gonna run the football. 
from the University of Minnesota, another Big Ten guy. Six foot four. Row your boat, right? The coach of Minnesota, row your boat. Six foot four, 301 pounds. He's probably was a six-year senior. So he's, you know, great job developing talent. Then we go tight end with Jerry Jones. Can't argue with Jerry Jones. He buys two oil refineries and gets a deal uh, to take oil from his refinery to Germany to replace the Russian oil. <laughs> so now he's worth $23 billion. He's back to being the president and the general manager of Dallas Cowboys. Tight end, six foot five, 251 pounds. Uh, Buffalo. They're doing a great job stacking up talent. All right. Lions are on the clock. Lions are on the clock. Here we go. All right. So here's what we still need. We need a wide receiver because, well, we just lost four, uh, what was it, three, three gamblers, right. three idiots. Uh, so you need some depth there. You're also going to be looking at, um, they still need a little more depth at cornerback, even though they brought in two um, free agents. And then they also need, most importantly, a lot of people thought they were going to go Jalen Carter. So they definitely still need to get some more depth on defensive line. Right. Because you don't know what's going to happen with uh, Levi. So, you know, when I look here, you've got, uh, you never know. There's a lot of wide receivers. And I wouldn't even speculate on what he would do with that. Because look what they did with St. Brown. Right. Um, but I do see that. Uh, Ada Bawore from Northwestern defensive lineman. CBS has him ranked 38. I, why I think that's a possibility is because they scout a lot of the. It's obvious they scout a lot of the Big Ten. They scout yes. a lot of the Pac-12 too. So it'll be interesting. I wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. So at they all trade their pick I, to the Denver Broncos. I think they should. Or they could trade it. <laughs> I was gonna say they should take Ringo there, but uh, yeah, the yeah, I, I hit I hit the trade yesterday. I told you they were to move down, right, Josh? Yeah. I mean, I'm a big fan of moving down, uh, statistic wise, right? Because people they use a lot of decision science, and people overestimate their abilities <laughs> for anything. So when you trade down. Uh, you know, you got right less uh, cap space, right? As, as Adrian Ron told me last yesterday. Yeah. And, it's less money. Yeah. You know, it's all scaled. Right. You know, any idiot could be an agent in the NFL right now because it's all for rookies. That is. Right. It's all already set up. You know, more or less what they're going to get. So Denver's gonna take that pick. So you got DJ Turner, quarterback, Michigan, University of Michigan, Penn State again with a tight end. Penn State goes again with a uh, uh, alignment. Six foot three, three hundred and one pound goes to the Houston Texans. And uh, the thing about defensive coordinators coming out of San Francisco is, believe me, John Lynch designed that defense during the summer. And the coach is just executing what John Lynch designed. And you have two guys who come in and they become head coaches at defensive coordinators uh, that I feel, in my opinion, haven't really done anything. Same thing with the two coordinators that come out of Philadelphia. One got stitching for Indianapolis. And then Wait, the where, other one where goes. Did, where did the, the, the Lions trade? Like, 
now we're in the third round. So like, where did they go? They traded it to Denver. Okay, but what what did they get out of it? Uh, they get the the third pick in the third round, sixty eighth pick. pick. Yeah, fifth pick. There it is. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and we got a, we got another pick in the fifth. Yep. So we traded okay. down five spots and got a fifth rounder. Yeah, they'll yeah. make that. They'll make that guy into gold. Watch. Right, Malcolm. Oh, another good. Malcolm Rodriguez. Yep. Another Kirby Joseph. No, I. I the future is bright for Detroit because Brad Holmes is a good judge of talent. The skill, yeah. right? Not everybody has that. Yeah. These hey, Rob, check out right. Where am I at here? Check out right. I'm on the opposite. Elvis yeah, so this is right. You got a velvet. That Elvis? Black velvet. You see oh, that? yeah. Elvis. <laughs> There's a welcome back, Cotter. Uh, <laughs> Uh, lunch pail right next to it. I found that uh, my boy over at the La Mesa, uh, Nick, oh, yeah. over, over at the reanimation, he had it for like 10 bucks. It was a little rusted out. Nice. Oh. Anyways, uh, that that weird white background was strange. I was like, you notice how many tight ends have been taken in the top two rounds? I don't think I've ever seen that many. Not even close. It's turning like, into seven. a tight end, tight end league, right? A versatile guy who can kill somebody on the slot. They, but can also block. They, they don't get a lot of yards, though. I think everybody's looking for their Travis Kelsey. I think everyone right. those tight ends should send Travis Kelsey a check because everybody thinks that that, that they're going to win the Super Bowl if they get a guy that basically runs routes like a receiver, but is still physical enough to play inside with need move. And uh, well, you no, know, that's the problem with Bill Belichick winning so much, and now I mean in college. Georgia winning the title two years ago. They run that four two five. So you have a lot of speed linebackers, a lot of speed guy defensive backs. So yeah. the the counter to that is a tight end like Kelsey, right? Who creates a mismatch. Yeah. What you're getting to, what you're getting now is still getting the three four front seven. So one of those linebackers has to be a cover linebacker. And you look at probably half the teams in the NFL, they don't have any cover linebackers. Not right. Really. They're more they're more for pressure and for tackling inside on the run defense. 100%. So there's always going to be a mismatch in at least half the teams you play. Right. You know, and so the NFL defenses are going to have to catch up. It's just kind of how it goes. You know, when when Pittsburgh was running the three four defense doing the zone blitz scheme in the beginning, nobody could touch it because they didn't know what it was. Right. Then eventually they figured out, oh. Let's get Rob Gronkowski and have him run real simple <laughs> routes right around the middle of the field where there's going to be no linebackers because they're all blitzing up front. Right. Over the top. And then you had to rechange how you did things. You couldn't do that zone blitzing. Not like we did under Dom Capers and, uh, and his protege. So. Yeah. You appreciate so, the story. Uh, I, and this must have been 30 years ago. I go to, I've been living in Tampa Bay and I go to preseason. Like, I've gone like 30 straight preseason camps wherever I live. And I didn't know what I was looking at, right? So it's Tony Dungy's, I think, first year there. And your defensive coordinator is Monty Kiffin. Defensive back coach, Herman Edwards. Linebackers coach, Lovey Smith. Uh, you're going to hate this one, uh, uh, Agent Rob. Your defensive line coach is Rod Marinelli. <laughs> with 16. Oh. <laughs> he's not allowed to be. 
That name, that's like uh, Voldemort. Names <laughs> 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 will never be spoken of again. Those are some dark years for lions. <laughs> <laughs> so then I'm looking at Tony Dungeon. And, you know, Tony Dungeon sitting there quiet the whole time. He looks at this guy, real dark-skinned black guy, and he tells him something. This dude starts throwing towels, yelling at people. That's your defensive assistant, Coach Tomlin. <laughs> you know, little would he know you end up being the head coach of your Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, and, That's remarkable that all those guys became head coaches. Right. Well, the thing about Tomlin, the one thing he's not good at is he does not, he does not know how to hire uh, coordinators and assistant coaches. No. If you look at his, his tree, it's empty of just trash. Like they've not done anything outside of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and most of them got fired. He just, for some reason, that's the big hollow hole. And if he was able to do that, with the teams that they had when they had the Killer Bees, or even even really some of the early years with Roethlisberger, he would he should have another ring or two. But he's just defective that way. I'm not saying he's not a great coach, but I'm saying he's not elite because of that. Right. He he doesn't network. He you know he just he just he's very a introverted real, guy. I mean, he's, yeah, yeah. You see him in, in interviews. He's an amazing person. Right. But I think sometimes you got to be kind of an asshole. We love to cuss here. Yeah, go ahead. No problem. Okay. We're, we're okay. like Joe Rogan. Okay. We can drink beers, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready to I have some mezcal actually right here. Oh, nice. It's in a gourd, so a little bit. I usually don't like, usually like drinking. I'm on keto now, so I can't really drink too much. All right, yeah. Um, like I do my running and jump rope. I'm gonna grab a beer after this next Lions pick. Oh yeah, by all means, please do. Is please there anybody do. watching this right now? Yeah, no. It's funny how our because we're we got our we got better content than the major sports media. We get better information, so our audience keeps growing. So right now we have about a couple hundred people on Podbean and. Uh, between the other platforms, Facebook, YouTube, and then people watch the replay. So I can edit anything out. You want me to watch that in the replay? So yeah, then we'll get pretty good. Watch it later too. And when I when I get back with the beer, I'll be able to give the uh, the special Jalen Carter. Oh, nice, nice news. Can my background with with the uh, picks and the television is that loud for you guys? Can you guys? Yeah, no, we're, yeah, no, we're good. We're good. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're real casual. Because I kind of want to have it so I can hear it because there's like a time lapse when I'm watching the line. Or oh, yeah, yeah. I got a TV over here. I'm about to put the... Wait, the, are you drinking Bud Light? There you go. Is that what you got a cover on it? Just, just, yeah, I, I, I just put a cover on it because uh, YouTube YouTube will shut it down if, if you're they feel you're advertising something. No, you need to get like a rainbow... <laughs> Yeah, because it's neutral. I have I have clients. You yeah. Have some controversy here, but uh, right, so it's neutral. It's neutral. So Eagles got back to back picks, man. Talk about the rich getting richer. Howie Roseman, yeah, Jerry, you know, it's funny because Howie Roseman fired his whole scouting staff. 
Even the, the secretaries. Be <laughs> they need an inside linebacker. Yeah. I, if they pass up Drew Sanders, they want to take another shot. I'm interested in you guys' opinion on this. Uh, Chicago gets rid of their two best defensive players, right, for money. And now they're they're getting expensive early round picks on defense. You know? Let me take a look at their, look at their cap stuff real quick. And I'm also going to pull up. I like to use our lads All as right. the 